Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast with Terry Fletcher. Weekly conversations and insights on how to go from employee to consultant in any business field where your years of expertise can be showcased. Take your career to the next level, entrepreneurship. Now here's your host, nationally recognized healthcare consultant, speaker, and author, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Collective Podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. Hopefully on this Mindset Monday, everyone's having a great day and had a great weekend. Uh, Today, I wanted to talk about something I thought would be interesting. I've had a couple of emails and some uh, direct messages from people just saying, hey, can you throw something out there as far as where could I start in the entrepreneur world? What would you, you know, tell me to do if I wanted to get into something I could operate from home, something I could start up and just really get my feet wet in being an entrepreneur. So, you know, I didn't have to do much research on this. Basically, here's something that anybody can do based on what your background is, based on what your uh, expertise is, based on some of your experiences. And that would be either call yourself a professional coach or a career coach. Have you ever heard of that? So startup costs are about one to 2000. So it could be up to 10,000, depending on what you want your workspace to look like. Uh, it's home-based, so it can be operated from home. The good thing is that it can also be part-time. So you can actually um, do this while you're also still at your full-time job, trying to figure out how to transition into uh, your full-time entrepreneurship. It's all mostly online because you're going to be talking to people probably nowadays via FaceTime, through email, through possible texting, but really from a virtual platform. So as a career professional coach, you would be in a position to help your clients articulate their work goals, take concrete action to make them happen. If you're someone that thrives in moments of transition and have a problem solving mentality, this could be the route for you. Now, as far as a client base, you could take on people looking for maybe a pre-retirement gig, a Uh, young graduates looking to get their foot in the door or something um, or someone looking to change industries entirely. Uh, As far as the skills you would need, the first thing is listening and understanding of the markets your clients are operating in and that's key. So I'll bring it back to my core, which is healthcare. I do have a branch of my business that is a career coach and I call it a business career coach because I do have people that want information and inspiration and direction on how to start out in the business. I do charge for it. It's an hourly rate, but, and I have a minimum, you always want to have a minimum and you want to get it prepaid. So make sure you do that, but it's based on your experience and and how much time you're spending and what you can offer them. But for example, when somebody says, you know, I really want to go out and get into the consulting world in healthcare, I said, well, first of all, you've got to get your name out there. So what are the markets? You want to make sure that if there's any trade publications, that you are writing articles for them. If there are any associations that need to have um, officers, you might want to volunteer to be an officer for that or even be a member. Just try to step up as far as a membership. Um, You want to do anything you can to get your name out there. You could try a speaking engagement. You can write a blog post for another site. Uh, You can vlog in your area. You can do a Facebook Live versus put something on your Instagram story. Obviously, you could start a podcast as well. But the skills of listening and understanding of the markets your clients are operating on 
are definitely keys to be able to serve that kind of industry. So the skill set, again, listening and understanding, you need to first, when you engage with somebody, you want to, when you're on the call or you're on a FaceTime call, you want to be in a professional setting. So your background should be professional. Try not to use those Zoom weird backgrounds. You know, you're not in Paris unless you are in Paris, but you want to not make it too whimsical, if you will. You want to make it professional. You want to always listen to the person. I had a call this week from a gal that was looking for my expertise in contracting and for physicians with the new things that are coming out for healthcare. And so some of the payer contracts, and I do some of that on the side. But when she talked to me, she didn't take a breath. I kind of call it like Chinese jump rope. I was waiting for an opening. And you always want to wait for somebody to stop what they're saying before you can kind of get into it. And she never stopped. She went on for 15 minutes without stopping. And so listening is a key. And then once you hear what they have to say and take notes the whole time, and then as soon as you find an opening... Now you want to say, okay, so based on what you've told me, here's where we should start. But you also, to break into it, you have to get your name out there. Now, how much money can you make? Well, an average career coach or business coach usually makes about 43000 That's according to the pay site or career site pay scale. Now, Glassdoor puts the average at about 45000 And again, this, these are for part-time positions of people that are doing this on the side. We call it a side hustle. And that gets you your name out there. That gets you um, a handful of clients until you can expand on what your intellect and your knowledge and your information can give them. But what's the most important thing to know about this type of business? First of all, try answering for yourself. Personally, what can I offer my clients in terms of an area of expertise in addition to the professional training as a coach? Once you've established that your main area of coaching, like business, personal, or career coaching, you can zero in on that niche within that to build subject matter expertise and a reputation which people will seek out. This will help you become a sought after coach from a targeted population who are seeking out those kinds of experiences with which only you can really offer. So I know that there's a, a gal out there that I've talked to about this and she is a coach for wellness. There's a coach for social entrepreneurs, meaning that they do everything on their promotion on social media. There's, like I said, I'm a business coach for healthcare and, and you have uh, different people that are coaches for people personally. So there's all kinds of different uh, platforms. There's different subject matters. I know one person was telling me, could I be a, a career coach for somebody that wants to get into antiquing and do that as a living and open up a shop? Absolutely. What are they looking for? How much cash do they need to spend? How do you negotiate? Uh, where do you find the best antiques that's not just junk or from a garage sale? You know, where in the country should you go? Should you go on a road trip? You know, what date goes back to being an antique before it's just considered an old piece of furniture? So those kinds of things. How about a career coach and somebody who wants to be, I don't know, a wine sommelier, somebody who wants to have an expertise in that. So now you could talk about, well, what do you know about wines? Do you know the different grapes, the different regions? Do you know the difference between white and red? Do you know the difference between something in California versus something in New York versus something in Oregon? You know, do you know the different varietals? There's all 
all kinds of things based on what your expertise is that you could put out there as far as a service you offer. Now, how do you tell people about it? Well, again, I'm always promoting social media to do that. But the other thing you can do too is that always have it on your email tagline. So it's part of, you know, I have alphabet soup after my name for my credentials in my business. I also have underneath, you know, I'm a board member for ICD 10 monitor. I'm, you know, an, an advisory board person for something else. So just making sure they know where your affiliation is and you could put on there career coach or business coach and what your expertise is. And every time you send an email, that's something that they see. Make sure it's on your business cards. Um, you know, Create that podcast if you can, so that you can talk about um, your expertise in that area. So as an entrepreneur, it's really important to start somewhere. And if that's something that interests you, something that, uh, you know, you could, you feel like you could embrace and you wouldn't have to have any kind of uh, inventory. It's basically all what's in your head, all what's in your mind, all what you've written down or journaled, what experiences you've had and how you can share with somebody else to help them in, let's say, their journey to try to figure out uh, what's important and what they want to do to break into certain things. So I'm going to continue with some related ideas. As some people have said, you know, how do I break into entrepreneurship? I just don't know where to start. So again, the first one is going to be uh, coaching in a business sense. So that's one thing. I might talk to you about somebody who wants to open up a gift basket uh, service. And again, those are really low. You can do that. Uh, Getting back to some of the training things, you could do a sales training service. For those of you that could, like they say, sell ice to an Eskimo. Are you a sales professional that is recognized as somebody as a top producer in your industry? And you're, let's say you're earning six figures. Could you coach somebody or let them know how to do that? Could you use your personal achievements and explain the benefits and value of that type of, uh, you know, focused and specialized uh, sales and how you do that? And it also comes with, you know, marketing and things like that. How about somebody who understands how to um, promote and to facilitate charity events? This also can be operated from home. It can be operated part time. Do you want to start a business, you know, that helps local charities raise much funding? And why building a profitable business for yourself? And so that can also be get your name out in the community. I mentioned get your name out. You can do craft sales. You could do golf tournaments. But helping these charity events for, you know, maybe something there's near to near and dear to your heart. You can promote it with you know hats and t-shirts. And this just helps you build alliances within a, with uh, well recognized charities in the community. And then also making sure that it's fun. And then now your name is tied to that. Uh, Another one I saw recently, uh, I thought this was kind of a a cool startup. And this is a drive by broadcasting. So you can start advertising somebody else's business that rents low powered FM transmitters for less than $10,000 as an initial investment. And the profit potential could be amazing. So the FCC allows lower powered FM transmitters to be used without the purchase of a license. There are regulations such as your range, it has to be about 100 feet and transmissions can't interfere with existing transmissions. However, these regulations are easy to confirm to. You you can look and see what the appropriate equipment is on any of the FCC websites. But sometimes I'm seeing this in a range that you could make anywhere from 75 to $500 a week. And again, this is something that 
is a side business. Now here's something for those of you that are musical. How about something that talks about an online studio musician? So in the office that I work in, I actually share an office with two other people and one of the other offices, and we all have our own door and everything closed office, but one of the other offices is by a friend of mine and he's not only the musician at my church, he plays guitar, but he also is a singer there. Well, when the COVID hit and the pandemic hit and he had, he teaches guitar lessons, he had anywhere from 20 to 30 clients coming in our office every week. So he all of a sudden had a pivot to doing this via um, your Skype or your online or doing it as a, as a virtual. And he said that it was so easy to pivot because so many kids now have smartphones and a lot of his, um, his clients are younger and the parents were so happy to allow them to still, you know, to, to still get their uh, guitar lesson. But he set up two cameras. And so he had like a three dimensional view from his basement and from his house. And then he had them on FaceTime. And basically it was a very similar setup to what I'm noticing some physicians are doing. He said that he, you know, in the, when he did it, he actually gained clientele and it it grew his business uh, in the light of the pandemic. Now, again, there's no franchises for this. It's, it's tough to think about these niches, but it's just something you might want to consider as you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I just break into it? Figure out what your niche is, figure out what you know about things, you know, understand how you can be helpful. Uh, The last one I'm going to mention today, how about a baseball batting cage? So they've always been around, but I noticed that some of them are um, not around as much as they used to be. And they can prove to be pretty financially lucrative as long as you market to the right people and you're in the right area. You want areas with small kids, families. Uh, It's not just for baseball teams that are around, but also for recreational amusement. You need to find those baseball teams, but also softball, little league players. I mean, really market to the girls' softball teams. They're always marketing to the boys little league and baseball teams. You know how many girls are in softball and how many girls want to go to the batting cages? They think it's cool. My daughter was a softball player for 12 years and took it into college on scholarship. So those kinds of things can really be amazing. And you could do a joint venture, uh, maybe with a golf uh, center or a sports complex and just say, can I rent a room and put up your netting, get some balls, get some bats and, and away you go. So there's a lot of things that you can start up that do not have a lot of startup costs, but just take your inner expertise. And again, do it as a side hustle, do it as something that while you're trying to transition, you can do it and and attempt to make your money, attempt to see if it is a a viable financial um, venture. And as soon as you find out that it is, then it's time to then see if you want to either get some more uh, capital to make sure that you can uh, maybe move to a different location or expand the business before you quit your day job. But it's important that you at least try it, figure out what your market is, figure out where your customers are, figure out what your niche is, and then figure out how to start. And then, and I'm just trying to give you some areas where you just can throw yourself into it without 
any problem. So hopefully that helped everybody today. I just wanted to give you some options that maybe you hadn't thought of. And I wanted to get a little bit out of healthcare. I know I've been focusing on that because that's my core business, but I wanted you to see that there are other things out there that could potentially be a great business for you. And you know, I personally love healthcare. That's why I've been in it for so long. But don't think I'm not thinking of a business outside of healthcare just to take a break from it and just think, what could I do outside of what I know that I still feel like I have enough expertise in to start another business, if you will. And I'm always trying to create that kind of hopefully fun setting that can also be revenue positive. So um, I hope that that really helped to hopefully get a fire started in something that uh, could be potentially great for you. And I'm always listening or thinking about retirement as well. And so I know not, I'm not that old. I'm just saying that at some point, everybody wants to retire. So one of the things that I'm going to look at is some of the entrepreneur opportunities for over 50. And I'm really going to focus on entrepreneurship by women. So the world entrepreneur, it seems like everybody thinks it's driven by young, technically proficient, and adventurous young people. But a recent study showed that in the Journal of Business um, Venturing showed that those in their 30s and 40s are not as successful as those in their 50s. So because they don't necessarily in launching new business, understand what it takes from a an experience perspective. And so the 50s, they say, uh, people are the same about the people in their 20s. So there's a gap there. And hopefully we can help you if you're in your 30s or 40s and, and listening to this podcast, that we can help that population. But I want to correct some of those negative stereotypes about the older you are, the more you're kind of done. But I want to encourage people at any stage of life and also at later stages in life to engage in entrepreneurship. It's very important. And we are very successful. So um, or at least we want to try to be and hopefully, at some point, I can help you to get there. So all right, everybody, hope you had a great weekend. And you're into Mindset Monday and great rest of your week is on board for you. And thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast until next week. Thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website and blog at www.business-collective.com.